0: Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Sitting here in northern Maine in the dead of winter in the middle of a snowstorm, and um, first thing I want to do is uh, talk about you know the podcasts. Um, we it takes a lot to to get a podcast up and going. Um, you know you have to do a lot of organizing of your time, uh, put up some notes. And, um, you know, find the time and find the place where you can actually get in a podcast without being interrupted. And uh, my daughter's home from college right now and decided she wants to start playing the piano in the background. So you may get a little background music as we are doing our podcast today. Um, As you know, I go unedited, so I don't change anything in the podcast. It is what it is. And uh, that's kind of how I like to do it. Kind of organic. And I'm really not technically smart enough to uh, make the changes that we need to make. So, um, thank you all for listening and uh, I really appreciate those of you who have been sticking with us uh, joining us uh, you know on YouTube and asking so many good questions and um Today we're going to be talking about the infraspinatus and teres minor muscles. Now we're kind of on a little shoulder roll right now just because uh, we've seen so many shoulder injuries and since our last episode on the supraspinatus, we've had another gentleman come in um, who fell on the ice and uh, probably uh, tore the supraspinatus and uh, subscapularis muscles. um, And a really interesting presentation there. All these videos, you know, uh, a lot of them get put up on our YouTube channel and I'd like to thank our patients for allowing us to do that. Um, It's great to uh, show what they have, and we'll even talk about some of their progressions. But today, we're going to be talking about the origin, insertion, function, and action, innervation of the um, infraspinatus and teres minor muscles. I'm doing them together um, because I feel bad for them, and I'll explain why that is. And um, And they also do a very uh, common uh, function. And so uh, we're also going to talk about, you know, how to prevent damaging these after surgery and uh, give you a few tidbits of information on how we like to strengthen these muscles um, when a patient uh, comes in for therapy. So uh, before we get started, though, with the meat and potatoes of our uh, show today, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors.
0: Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The EasyGlider Glider sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work and leisure. To find out more, visit easyglidersocks.com. That's easyglidersocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So, if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain, or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first EasySlant.
1: Welcome back, everyone. So today we are highlighting the infraspinatus and teres minor muscles, and I know that it's been kind of uh, crazy to think about talking about anatomy on podcasts, but interestingly enough, I've been getting some great comments on YouTube um, about the... Uh, videos that we do that are specific to uh, just one muscle at a time, and so uh, I think this is helpful to get back to the basics and uh, just refresh uh, as we go ahead and um, you know evaluate patients and treat patients. And again, remember you can't give good treatment until you do a good evaluation and um, get a great diagnosis. So let's start talking about the uh, the uh, origin of the infraspinatus, and the infraspinatus muscle originates in the infraspinatus fossa. So Last week, we talked about the supraspinatus, which was above the spine of the uh, scapula. Today, we talk about the infraspinatus, which is just below in that fossa, just below the spine of the scapula. The teres minor um, attaches or originates just in the superior lateral border of the scapula. They both kind of follow each other pretty closely and insert at the posterior middle and inferior aspect of the greater tubercle. Okay, and both of these have um, some aspect of being connected with the posterior capsule, like we talked a little bit about uh, with the supraspinatus. So they're very closely entwined um, and, and kind of function together to help with stability of the shoulder. Now, a little bit different innervation between these two muscles, the uh, infraspinatus is innervated by the suprascapular nerve, um, and so is the supraspinatus, and that comes from the nerve roots of C5 and C6, and the teres minor is innervated by the axillary nerve. Same nerve roots, um, just a different branch, and so, um, you know, as far as actions go, the Teres minor and infraspinatus are both external rotators of the shoulder. Uh, They can both assist in secondary extension of the shoulder also. And um, so those are the two primary functions. Now, if you stabilize the humerus, you will get an abduction of the scapula when you contract these, Um, but that is kind of uh, secondary, and you'll see that more with uh, weight-bearing closed chain type activities. So the other thing that the uh, rotator cuff uh, infraspinatus and teres minor do is help stabilize the shoulder joint, okay? And um, that helps to approximate that that glenohumeral joint because you need that approximation so that when the deltoids contract, um, you can get that nice upward elevation. And you'll see this very commonly with people who tear their rotator cuffs. You'll see that humeral head ride up as they try to abduct or flex the uh, shoulder. That's usually some sort of a problem with the rotator cuff musculature some of the um you know considerations you need to to think about when talking about the infraspinatus minor and this is really why i feel bad for these two muscles um is you know when people strength train they commonly focus on the larger muscle groups you know the biceps the triceps the pec major um, a lot of the uh, back muscles But neglect to isolate that external rotation um, of the arm and strengthening uh, the infraspinatus and teres minor. And they are so important in regards to shoulder function, but we seem to neglect it. And it's just interesting because I can get somebody who comes in who can bench press 300 pounds, but you put them on their side and you do sideline external rotation with them uh, with a three-pound weight, and they can't even get three sets of 10 done because they're burning um, and they just can't do it. So it's interesting how much we neglect these muscles, these rotator cuff muscles, during our strength training programs. And if you think about it, for those of you who've had a lot of experience treating shoulders, what are the muscles that are most often torn in the shoulder? It's the rotator cuff musculature. It's the supraspinatus, which is the most commonly torn, then the infraspinatus, and teres minor, then subscapularis uh, also tears. But who out there has ever seen a pec major tear. I've seen one in 27 years. How about a triceps tear? I've never seen one. How about a deltoid tear? Um, I've seen one of those, a guy fell out of a cherry picker at 60 feet in the air and just basically blew his whole shoulder apart. I mean, they don't tear those large muscles because they are mechanically efficient, but we tear the rotator cuff all the time, but it seems like we, um, we just want to strengthen these big um, muscles that show uh, on the beach and uh, really in the long run, don't really help us much in regards to function. So don't neglect the uh, rotator cuff musculature during your everyday workout routine. So one of the things I like to do um, when testing the uh, external rotators or testing the infraspinatus and teres minor um, is putting them in in the right position for it. So when you're testing the infraspinatus, the elbow is by the side and at 90 degrees And then you have the patient go into external rotation. You try to internally rotate them, and you can test that infraspinatus in that position. But when testing the um, teres minor, I kind of like to use the hornblower test, and there'll be a link in the show notes for the hornblower's test for a video of how I do that. Um, But basically getting the patient up into the pitcher's position and um, putting pressure at the wrist to try to internally rotate them, and they have a hard time holding, and that'll isolate that teres minor just a little bit more. Something you need to look for is atrophy um, and or painless weakness at the shoulder. And it's a little easier to see atrophy in the infraspinatus region than it is in the supraspinatus region because there's a little less overlying large muscle tissue in that area. And if that happens, you need to be somewhat suspicious of a, you know, a suprascapular nerve or axillary nerve injury if there's significant atrophy and painless weakness. Um, One of the uh, tidbits of information I like to give out, and I do this with almost every one of my patients who are strengthening into external rotation. If you're going to be doing an external rotation, strengthening either with resisted theraband or maybe with a weight laying down on your side, um, I like to put a small towel roll underneath the elbow so that the arm, the shoulder is abducted about 10 to 15 degrees away from the body. And there is just much better rotator cuff um, contraction and is much more efficient and effective in that position. So I use a towel roll. I have them hanging out all around the clinic. And if we're doing a sideline external rotation or even standing with um, a cable column or uh, TheraBand, I use that towel roll for external rotation. It really helps to optimize how well that ro- that um, the infraspinatus and teres minor contract. Um In regards to, you know, surgery of patients who have um, an infraspinatus or teres minor repair, you know, again, you want to make sure that you avoid heavy resisted external rotation uh, actively and um, you want to avoid aggressive passive internal rotation early on after surgery. And you know, give them four or five weeks, and then slowly start to work into um, those motions, um, so, you know, passively, and then as slowly as time goes on, start to work on that active uh, strengthening and active range of motion. We'll talk about strength training um, activities at some point in the future for the rotator cuff after surgery. But I always like to make sure that when you see a patient who's had rotator cuff repair, um, that you avoid complications by um, trying to. Um, figure out what can cause a complication, what can tear that tissue or overstrain it, and then you can kind of work around that. So always think about your complications before you start your treatment uh, program. Um, So folks, that is our talk on the infraspinatus and teres minor muscles today. I hope you enjoyed the show, and um, if you have any comments regarding our anatomy um, on a podcast, please feel free to get in touch with me at at paul.orthoevalpal.com. All of the links, um, to uh, everything we do in regards to Ortho Eval will all be in the show notes, and um, just click on there, and um, we'll uh, that'll get you easily to um, your destination. So again, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, till next week, take care.
0: We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to OrthoEvalPal.com. Can't wait to see you there.